Hello everyone, welcome to the latest edition of The Only Podcast. I'm James West, co-founder of Only. We are the network for people that like people. Topic today, how can you go networking when there's no networking events? It's a fancy way of saying how can you network more effectively online. So got some guests with us today. I'm going to go around the room and get you guys to all introduce yourself, starting with yourself, Kelly. So I'm Kelly West. I'm the other co-founder of Only Networking. I'm looking forward to talking about the subject today. Andy, over to you. So I'm Andy, as James just mentioned. Um, Pulse 8 at Media Limited, and we're responsible for producing this video podcast. Fantastic. And a special guest today. Hello. Hello. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Emma Mills um, of FG Marketing, and I work with small business owners to give them some clarity around all the marketing that goes on out there. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. So online networking, love it, loathe it, what a year it's been. We were quite lucky, weren't we? We started, or we should say prescient in our uh, approach. We started online networking a couple of years ago. Yeah, two years ago, last month. But hard to get people to understand the importance of it because particularly um, old school networkers like that face-to-face interaction, seeing the whites of people's eyes, that kind of thing. We hear that quite a lot, don't we? Yeah. But is it a case of, on that aspect, the old school networking is very much like, great, I get out of the office for the day, I yeah. go and network and a bit of socialising <laughs> because I haven't got time in my personal life yeah. to socialise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is, a, there is an element of that, definitely. This, this is version one, isn't it? I think this is what we've all started to realise as we've gone through this year, that online networking is a massive adjustment for everyone. We've learned loads, haven't we? I mean, we've been doing 15, 20 meetings a month. You yourselves, you guys have been involved with a lot of those as well. So I think we've picked up some of the differences, some of the nuances, the things that we do different, and also some of the challenges that come along with online networking. So we're going to share some of those with, with you guys today. But I think it's really important to start off because this is so central to it. What is networking? Or most importantly, what are we trying to achieve from networking? Because you're not going to get the result until you know. Yeah, of course. I think for me personally, I think there's two distinct areas of networking. Those that go for the referrals. So it's purely business based and they're out there to get as many connections and ultimately leads as, as they want to. And there's lots of networks out there that will promote themselves as lead generators. And then there's the others who will go out there to build a community a support network, grow the relationships within their community and then ultimately will gain business and hopefully stronger relationships. And I think we talk about the old school networker. I think historically they would always fit into the the first part of that equation. They'd want to go out and they'd want to give out their cards, speak to as many people as they can, gather those connections. That's quite hard to do online because the focus is on everybody, not just you at that moment and what you're talking about. You're very aware of other people in the Zoom rooms or whichever platform's being used. So I think, personally, from my opinion, that's there's two distinct differences. There's an, a different approach different is approach. needed, isn't there? So yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. But Andy, what's your observation this year? You've, you came along very early when we moved to the online model. How did you find it? What's changed? Yeah, I would say what's changed is the fact that um, so many different levels. I'm going to try and keep it succinct. Time saving being the biggest. I always think if you're doing an hour and a half networking online, in real world, you're three hours, four hours with traveling, getting ready, knocks out your day, knocks out your productivity. But I could be working on something within one minute before I can turn around to another laptop or switch on the, the Zoom application 
and then I'm networking. I think that's the biggest thing. It's caused me to network a, a lot more to the point of I can network if, well, every day. Like you guys obviously running 20 times, you know, a month, whatever it is. But I think that the time saving is brilliant. Once you've got your head around that whole, I'm online, it's Zoom, and everything else which comes along with that, that's got to be the biggest thing. Yeah. I think the problem is, though, because I, I think that's pretty implicit, isn't it? We know that it's going to save us time, but there are still naysayers. There are people that are either had dipped a toe in online networking, haven't got what they would have previously got or hoped for. Um, why? If it's an hour and a half, it doesn't matter if you get nothing from it. You know, if, it, if it's, oh, I need to spend four hours to go and meet people to get a result, that's... Yeah. Four okay. hours well spent versus an hour and a half okay, not well spent. Take that spent. time out. I think Emma's got something to say on this. So I see it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, for me. It's um, it is a time saver. Absolutely, I would fit a lot more networking um, in by doing it online than I would by going out. Like you say, three or four hours. It is a lot, but I was really um, introduced to networking when it was face to face, and there is so much value. Um, in that face-to-face and I think we do miss that a little with online you're never going to have that Um, and it's adjusting Um, it is adjusting to having it done in a different way what's the missing piece you say you don't get the same what can you identify what it is that you're not getting um, that's quite tough Um, but you don't have that interaction and I I think you know one of the things that perhaps um, the only opportunity is done is you have the breakout rooms I know a number of other networking Uh, opportunities are out there for that as well but that then gives you that opportunity to have that one-on-one conversation with people that's I think was is what is missing with a number of the different opportunities that are out there at the moment is having that one-on-one conversation we've talked about the water cooler getting the coffee moment that I think is instrumental to relationship building I think so I think it's that um off the cuff opportunity like you say you you go to the to make a coffee and there's somebody stood there that you probably wouldn't actually gravitate towards but you're going to have a chat with them because they're stood there having a coffee with you I think that's what you can't very easily replicate online I think there's also a bit of a mentality of I go networking I've done my bit and I go away and I think that happened in real life networking yeah that that happened in both both worlds is that whole Follow-up is key. Follow-up is it? key, yeah. And just because you've done a few more online Zoom networkings than you did before doesn't mean it gives you an excuse not to follow up because that's how you build your business. Exactly, and I think people are easy to forget that... People aren't as forgiving online either. Definitely not. I, th- I think if, if you have a bit of a duff meeting online and something doesn't gel, it resonates so much more than it would if you were in a face-to-face meeting. I think we've we would notice that not that we've had a duff meeting, of course, but if if people are feeling a bit flat, you know, over over obviously lockdown and stuff, we were always picking it up and trying making it a bit of a lifeline. But I think there is always that oh, is this any good? Is this not any good? And it, it, it's people's opinions; they, they make an opinion a lot quicker. I think it's because you've got a magnifying glass. Yeah. You can constantly look around online and see everybody, see what they're doing. Unlike in real world, you may have some some people behind you or next to you, you won't see their faces. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's what's happening on, on the online one. But it's a, again, it's that mindset thing and we've got to adapt to the environment. On Exactly. I think to be open-minded, and we talked about this last month on Only Talks, didn't we? But think about you, 
we said this earlier, what you've got behind you, what are you wearing, have you got a prop, are you having a virtual background, are you showing people what you do behind you and and I think you know in terms of presenting yourself we've got members who one member's got a very distinctive pair of glasses so when you see her you remember her because I can't think who that member is whatsoever (laughs) put your comments in the chat below um another member designer puts the examples of the work he does behind him and instantly they're the two people I think of out of the 250 people because they are doing something to showcase themselves a little bit more in in other words you that they're taking advantage of the online scenario compared to real world. You wouldn't wouldn't bring along a PowerPoint to real world, would you? Well, look at this, what I've done. Or maybe use your iPad as a a prop. There's a trade-off, isn't there, an adaptation. So we've saved time. We've grown our geographical reach through online networking. You know, we're we're adding regions much quicker than we could have done in face-to-face world. The trade-off, so you've saved that time, added... But you've got to change the way that you do things. I mean, the time that you save, would you say you're probably spending more time in the follow-up process? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we, a good example this week, launch of Tyne and Weir. So that's miles away. wouldn't go there on a normal day. Well, we did try and 5B decided to not work anymore. Uh, (laughs) And a lady joined after the meeting. She runs um, Body Works. You, you straight away think, well, I've got no real need to have a chat with her because I'm not going to go to the clinic. It's miles and miles away. Had a one-to-one with her yesterday. She does online Pilates, £10 a month. So I've signed up to do online Pilates with her. It, unless you talk to people and you find out these extra bits, I think we're very easy to write people off without actually spending the time. I mean, that was a half-an-hour conversation. Uh, I found out about her. I found out what drove her. Fascinating. And I, you know easy for me to do that's my job and that's my driver and I love people but I think I get so much more from it because I do take the time to go and have those conversations with people so I'll open this out to all of you guys anyone want to jump in with this one we can't avoid the fact that we were in physical terms we were people stood in a room we're conditioned socially to tune into people because of social etiquette. So if you're talking, Andy, I'm going to make sure I'm listening to you. On Zoom, you're a little thumbnail on a screen. What can we do as networkers to leap out and break through what we've been talking about, like the fourth wall idea? How can we get across? Anyone got any ideas? Do people, does everybody know what the fourth wall idea is? A cinematic term, I believe. It's where if well, you, you should watch... know. You're the film guy. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do know. Um, Deadpool does it in in the film. He, he turns and actually looks at the audience and talks to you. So that's breaking the fourth wall. Comment below if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> it's too. It's so. It's very easy to not listen. And very again, easy. I think that a lot of the networkers in the old way they were used to being listened to because you've kind of bought your way into being listened to. Yeah. Whereas online, uh, you know, we've all been in that situation, haven't we? We've been at a networking group and someone comes up to us, thrusts out a hand at a business card and sells at us. And you're going, how do I get away? How do I get away? Well, on Zoom, the way to get away is just look away and don't listen. Well, they can still do that on, on Zoom. On a private message, they can say, oh, here's all my contact details. I think we should connect. But it's much easier. It's not as socially awkward to ignore and pretend you haven't seen it. So what can we do that... That I suppose the kind of aggressive sales approach doesn't work. What's the alternative? Well, I think it's, you know, I, there has been a little bit of frustration for me with the online network 
working is that people aren't as engaged because they're not face to face. There's that element of, oh, I just check my emails because I'm not necessarily interested in this person's service. I've got my own marketing. Why would I listen to this lady? Um, and I think that's that's can be quite frustrating. You are trying to get across your point, whether it's hard to sell or not. Um, and that engagement isn't there. Um, so how do you get that? How do you get those people to kind of stay in touch with what you're talking about? It's it's a tough one. We've seen, haven't we, personality is holding more weight than this yeah. is what I do as a business or even the traditional way of go beyond what you do as a business. Tell me how you're, you're going to be helped. How am I going to help you? The people that leap out are the ones that dare to put a bit of themselves onto the screen aren't they yeah I be think careful so. with that <laughs> I, think so. I think so and I think actually we've had to become more authentic because of the situation we've been through so we are sharing more details but you're, you're welcoming people into your home yeah, into your you house are. in the early days people were unprepared like right I've got a network zoom's the only way get online I don't care what's going on behind me yeah but now six months on you need to be conscious about Everything. everything yeah absolutely everything and you know we had a, a member who said she uses a virtual background somebody messaged her to say oh that looks lovely your house they had a chat privately on in the message and she got a piece of work out of it off the back of that so you are absolutely right this isn't going anywhere online network isn't going anywhere and hopefully it won't be long till we can meet face to face but there will still be a blend and there will be a huge swathes of people that won't want to go back that way yeah. purely for the time element uh, because it is so efficient and being able to meet people. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think personality does need to come into it. I think also you have to be a bit honest with yourself and say, why am I going to this? Mm. Because if I am only going to this to gain from it, I'm kind of going from the wrong reason from the outset. And if you can't dedicate an hour and a half, two hours, you may only do it once a month. Say, say you do it once a week. That's not a long time to dedicate to other people. And if you can't give people that time, I'm sorry, they're not. Why should they take well, you that, seriously? That's taking it back to the real world scenario. When you when you're when you turn when you're turning up somewhere. Um, so what we got to be conscious in order to like to stand out. I mean, there's there's some people who will say something you just do not expect, and you remember them. Um, there's some people like myself, I make sure I've got LED lights in the background, everything's set up, I've got the computer, you you know I'm in the creative industry straight away. Exactly. That helps you stand out. So rather than just real well turn up, I've got a suit on, I look smart, or whatever makes you feel comfortable in yourself, you're now thinking, it's just like doing a video production. Mm -hmm. You're thinking it about is. the lighting, the mic, can people hear me, what headset you're, you're wearing. I've seen people wear ones, the ones where they look like air traffic controls. But... I remember them. Yeah. So something gimmicky. You're, we're all adapting to a different way to stand out. So if, like, when you're looking at that screen, you're like, if you've just got a white background, I'm sorry, you, you're not going to be remembered. Mm. Yeah, it's, we're having to level up. Just like in, in, video, in video production, you do it all the time. You want to make the best of the situation mm. and stand out. Whether if you're an extrovert, I think, if you're an extrovert, you're, you're, you know, you're straight in there. You're like, hi, I'm Andy and I'm from Pulse A. And you're like, I either like you or I don't. You're like Marmite. Absolutely. But they've remembered you. Yeah. That's a really good point. And it's important that it's, this isn't about trying to shout your way through the screen. You know, if that's your personality, Andy Taylor-White last month on Only Talks and he was on the podcast, wasn't he? He talked about the element of surprise. You've got a couple of seconds online 
where people decide whether they're going to listen to you or not. So we've talked in only talks this month, haven't we? Rather than starting with, this is my name, this is what I do, this is how I'm going to help you, which is what I'm expecting you to say, can you mix it up a bit? You don't have to say something mad or weird, but you can certainly say something to throw people because it just draws them you get in this that reaction. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the attention span online is way shorter yeah. than face-to-face. Absolutely. And it's, it's getting across your point, whatever that may be, or just that you say, being memorable for the right reasons um, yeah. because people switch off way quicker. So what that, t- it's like social media, isn't it? You're, the way you position what you do is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. If it's not one line that jumps out and grabs people's attention, go back and st- do it again. Same online. You've got so little time to really get across to people what you are. But then I think jump to the personality. This is me as a person because I can look up what you do as a service provider. I want to know the person. Another way to communicate, we've talked about this. This is sort of my the, the sort of bit that you probably wouldn't think about in terms of online networking is your behavior when you're not speaking Mm, definitely (laughs) we've touched on this already and I, i will quote this i won't say the person but there was someone that come on to one of the only calls brilliant online networker and we're going to talk about linkedin in a minute does all the does all the engagement does all the conversational stuff does all the things that you'd want to see on linkedin came to an only meeting didn't listen to a word that anyone said was clearly i don't I know I take the point we cannot spend our whole time looking at the camera grinning going (laughs) great 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 that's not natural that would look weird but if you are clearly not listening to anyone speaking you are basically sending the message I'm here to pitch to tell you what I've got to say and I couldn't care less what any of you are saying you've got to earn credit with people. Have you watched this happening? Yeah, and I mean, in that particular situation, it was highlighted because it was a particularly funny thing that happened and everybody roared with laughter apart from that person who completely missed it, didn't even realise it was going on. It might have even had us on mute, I'm not sure, but how bad did that stand out? And I think you're, you're right. How am I acting when I'm, you know, the door knocks? Go and answer it. You know, you, it's fine. The point of us being at home and being able to use Zoom, but it is more you, flexible. You're able to drop a, a message to the group or, or the host privately and say, got the answer to the door. Yeah. You know, you can't help that. But can I just wind it back slightly? And it's something you touched on, is mm. our attention span online. Because of the social media world we live in now, you know, it's, it's about three seconds. So for any of us to, to adapt online and pay attention to anybody, what they're saying, let's say um, there's 30 people in a networking group. I've talked first and then I've got to listen to other 30 people. If they're one minute each, that's a long time to be staring at your laptop. Yeah. Mm, so, you know, part of it is the psychology, the physiology, your mindset, we're used to picking up your phone, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. All right, put that down. You can't do that on networking. You have to pay attention and look at the screen. So it's, it's I dare say there's a science behind. Oh, there will be, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's it, isn't it? Like you say, if there is 30 people, that is half an hour of listening. Um, and I guess another thing is is the respect, respect of other people's time. There is obviously, they're generally the session's an hour and a half, um, but it's just being respectful of that, keeping it sh- perhaps a bit shorter than you would if it's face-to-face. So it's almost like there's a whole different set of rules and There's culture. different protocols, definitely. Yeah, there's lots to be learned. I mean, when we went into lockdown, we'd have 
30, 40 on a call, wouldn't we? And we very quickly, well, I'm saying very quickly, probably only recently, actually, actually 15 to 20 mm -hmm. absolute maximum is optimum because yeah. we don't have much attention and we do need to start addressing it a bit differently. And I think, you know, talking about the intros and being a bit different, start with a question, ask the audience a question, you know, are you fed up working on your own? Do you need some help in your business? But whatever it might be, I'm thinking off the top of that my head. Great. That wasn't great to be fair. Problem solving. <laughs> Problem solving, yeah. I was trying not to pitch for my own business and then no, couldn't think of anybody else's. Um, that, you, you mentioned it earlier and I think it's in between what you said, Emma, about the fact that there's limited scope to build a relationship because... The, there's nothing worse with online networking when more than one person's got the mic up and you're talking over each other. Therefore, even in this situation, you can't have banter. You can't have that easy relationship. You mentioned the fact that someone got some business off the back of a background. It wasn't the background. That was an icebreaker. Yeah. So the time that you're saving in the meeting, it's the follow-up stuff where you're going to really develop the relationship, have the one-to-one over Zoom or even the phone call. Phones have become quite good now. You can go for a walk. You can actually go for a walk. Yeah, it's brilliant. And still talk to it's people, brilliant. which works quite well. But this, you know, networking and particularly LinkedIn, you know, your, your specialism, I think me particularly, I am talking to my connections more, mm. whether that's on Zoom privately or on the phone, whatever it might be. And um, we spoke about this just now, Emma, but people will con contact you, want to connect with you. There kind of needs to be a reason now, doesn't it? Yes, there? absolutely. And you, you follow it up. I, I don't very often get a connection request that I don't at least then send them a message and find out a bit about them. And, you know, it's a, it's dedicating some time each day to doing that. I'm not saying I'm getting, you know, hundreds of connection requests, but I do get them regularly on a daily basis. And I think it's, you know, if somebody came up to you and spoke to you, you wouldn't just turn around and walk away from them. Exactly. So it, it's taking the elements of what is in the real world face to face and actually taking that online and using that etiquette and and um in the best way so that you still start to engage and build those relationships absolutely and as you say the follow-up you know we do that on linkedin i've certainly had a lot more people contacting me and i've gone back to them and said yep okay let's have a chat when you're going to a networking event and particularly you know with us you get an attendance sheet why wouldn't you be following up with those people you've just spent an hour and a half on a call with them you've broken that barrier why wouldn't you then follow that up and particularly with, you know, some of the key people that you want to speak to them, find out a bit more? Yeah, I think that's always been the case, hasn't it? You've just got to work a little bit harder to make that mm. come to life. Emma, your, one of your specialties is LinkedIn. Mm. Can you just explain to the audience what that's got to do with networking? Because I still think there's a misconception about what LinkedIn is. So LinkedIn is a social network platform yes it's it's on the same cusp as facebook and instagram and all of those the difference with linkedin is it's seen as a business net network as opposed to your friends family or whatever so yes you still be connected with those people on there um, but i'm much more likely to engage with people that i either do business with i'd like to do business with or just my wider network like the people i'm sitting here with today um, so it is networking and to me, networking is a fundamental part of marketing and what marketing is about. It is about building that no like and trust, whether that's face to face or whether that's online. Um, so, yeah, it, what's it is the typical sort of rookie behavior, the mistake with LinkedIn? How do people use it? 
they <laughs> they'll either go on there once in a blue moon and then wonder why they don't get any engagement when they do post something um, or they will go the other way and use every single bad habit they've ever seen on there, which then means they don't get much engagement because LinkedIn doesn't like what they're doing. Those are kind of the two key examples, really. And we've talked before about posting versus commenting and liking. What's the right practice? Commenting if you haven't got time to post or you don't have something to post about that's of value. Comment, 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 comment. I always say to people, if you can, ideally, post a couple of times a week. Don't ever post more than once a day because that doesn't really help um, with your reach. Um, but fill that time in with connecting and commenting. All three are very important. And all three should be done as part of your kind of strategy to raise your game on LinkedIn, really. Because that's the bit that people don't get. And I think the real world ex uh, analogy is really helpful there. It's like going onto LinkedIn, posting something, not getting in a lot of engagement and doing the same thing slightly differently the next day. It's like going to a networking group, not getting any joy, and then coming back the next week and shouting it a bit louder. <laughs> As opposed to, like you're saying, I think people think, oh, commenting and liking, you're just trying to trick the algorithm. No, what you're doing there, that is like being at a networking group and saying, oh, Andy, you mentioned earlier you've got this service. Tell me more. Or, Kelly, you mentioned so-and-so. I want to know what that means. You're just taking an interest in people. That's... Networking, That's isn't it? That's networking. And that is really, the, the, uh, to be successful on LinkedIn, that's the key. It's seeing it as, a, as an online way of networking. What's the outcome, though? Because if people just think, well, what am I doing this for again? Is there a positive outcome I mean, beyond that? Uh, yes. I think um, I've actually got um, client leads from commenting on. So I would look as a minimum that if you post twice a week, you should be commenting five times that amount. That's how important the commenting side of it is because that's where you really get the engagement. People can then go away and look at your posts. They can look at your articles if you've got them on there. They can see what you're about. They can look at your profile. But it's the engagement piece. Um, and I've actually got a client I've, I've signed up from a comment I made on one of his posts. We got involved in a conversation. So, it you know, it does work. But it's it's thinking about it. It's not about pushing content out. Yes, by all means, that's important, pushing added value pieces out as opposed to trying to sell all the time. But it's what you then do next. If somebody comments that you don't know, one, I'd connect with them. Yeah. If it's, it's important, it's always about then getting into that conversation. That might not be in comments. That might actually be in a in a private message. Yeah. And again, it's an icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah. So, Andy, you went through this with LinkedIn. What was your effective strategy? My effective strategy? So, obviously... With videos, I was I was a bit like, let's put video blogs out. And at the start of lockdown, I, I produced a mobile smartphone how to film with your phone series, which I put out. And I put out, I think, every day on LinkedIn. And from that, I, I worked out two, three maximum posts a week for video content. But also, not just a post for the sake of it. Um, with with the videos we were putting out were... There were they're helpful. There's like, like so some tips, you know, people could use their phones or microphones and things like that to up the level of their content they're putting out. Even Update Tuesday, you know, what's happening in the world of Pulse A? And then tagging in our clients we've worked with. So that it's, well, sharing the love, basically. Mm -hmm. But I found by putting out a video, you know, obviously in front of the camera and just 
talking about what's happening drives a, a lot more engagement online because the comments were phenomenal. A lot of people tag other people in it. Um, I must admit, I'm really bad at commenting on other people's posts. I see it and I like it. And I don't spend the, t James, you often say this, don't just scroll through, click like and move on. It's like me saying, yeah, that was good. Well done. <laughs> Off I go, I'm not gonna have a conversation with you. I'm really bad at it. I had no idea that I should be like five times a week going on there, having a look through, seeing what everybody's doing, mainly because just time at the moment is a big factor. And I yeah, think you can get lost. You know, it's that whole addiction thing of scrolling, 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 uh, find something engaging. But I would say the most successful was, you know, if you're going to do a post online, make it engaging, don't sell, have worth to it. If you can put in video content, it does tend to, you, you may correct me. It does. Me. No, video is definitely the best it, content to use. It's the best because people are more likely to share it. For example, when I was looking for my apprentice, which was two months ago, I put my last video out, got really busy since, had no time. That got shared something like 11 or 12 times. Loads of comments, thousands of views. And that was on LinkedIn. But you treat it like a big 24-7 networking place you can go. Obviously, there's obviously best times of day to post. Well, there is, but it, it's the less worry about that these days than there was. And I think lockdown has done And you've tagged that. people correctly. I mean, yeah. I think that was the difference with what you did you were tagging other people because otherwise, whether you've written it, whether it's a video, if it's this perception, it's this is the gospel according to Andy Wood and I'm just talking at you, people don't want that. Whereas the fact that you were name checking people, you were tagging them, you were bringing them into your world. Funnily enough, people like that. And that's the bit that they're likely to share and that's the bit that drives engagement. So time of day, format, less relevant. If well, LinkedIn, it just throws it out to a random selection of your followers. That's why you shouldn't connect with everyone, by the way, because if you're if they don't know who you are, you're putting them in front of people who don't even know who you are. Then it decides, depending on that level of engagement, how many other people it's going to share it with. So it all comes down to the quality of that initial run and then how it builds and it builds. So it doesn't matter if it's eight o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night, if it gets that momentum it will just keep building but building, the same, building. same thing applies on linkedin or any other social network platform is you've got approximately three seconds to stop that person from scrolling so like just like how you you do your engagement on on the networking events what you say to start off with is going to be a matter of somebody paying attention not paying attention that's the same online it's when you you know if you are going to spend that time five times a week scrolling through wanting to comment something if you're going like this and it's just a picture or some text, and it's not a great one line, people are just gonna go right on past. And it's just, the same applies with networking. If somebody's just going, hello, my name is Andy. Oh, we do videos. Oh, it's not very engaging, It's is wallpaper, it? isn't it? Yeah. And I like what you say, and I think for me, I'm time poor. I don't post on LinkedIn very often, but there's probably four or five people within my network that will tag me every day in their post. And I make sure I comment on that post or I'll share that post or, you know, and there's other key people. We talked about this in meeting the other day that they do write really good articles. And actually, I want to support them with that. So I'll share that article because it is really valuable. So I think if you are time 
poor, as you've said, if you've got nothing good to say, get involved in the community and talk about other people's Absolutely. stuff. Um, one point actually about tagging, this is an interesting one. Um, I am connected with some people who do share great content, but they do tend to over tag a little. Um, and that can actually go against you because it kind of sees you as a bit spammy, yeah. especially if you tag the same kind of group of people. Yeah. Um, so it's just to bear that in mind. It's actually best practice is to actually tag people who the post is relevant to or they're mentioned or I know you did some of that, definitely. Um, but going back to the point on, on posting um, and getting to know people, the most successful post I've ever put on LinkedIn in I've been using it for many, many years now, was a picture of bluebell of bluebells out in the woods. Back in lockdown, I was out for an hour a day with my dog and I just thought, you know, sometimes it's the simple things. The views I got on that and the comments just so it isn't always a business focus. One of yours that I remember was when you shared about your Leather. Leather craft. Yeah. 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 Quick qualify that. Yeah. Quick qualify yeah. that. <laughs> Anybody craft. watching the video, what's that material about? Leather craft. But yeah, I remember that because I was like, wow, what an interesting thing to be involved with. Yeah, you're, so... you're, abs you're absolutely right. Again, a bit like in networking, don't just talk about business, talk about your personality. People buy from people. And obviously, the people related to your post and went, where was that taken? Can yeah. I go there? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a story behind it. Yeah. Then you create the engagement. Yeah. I think LinkedIn is brilliant for that because I th the same for us. We shared a post. We were on a business meeting, but we were in Bournemouth and it just rocketed, didn't it? It was, it was just a selfie on the phone. It was the anniversary of the day we met at networking. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. 16,000 views, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's I remember not too that. many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but it's a story. It's, it's the human story. element. Yeah. It isn't just blah, blah, blah about the business. It's about you as people. Completely. But if you saw that day in, day out, you'd soon get a bit get cheesed off, wouldn't yeah. you? Absolutely. Facebook, yes, you'd expect to see that stuff. And I think almost for me, if I'm tagged in something in Facebook or LinkedIn, um, Facebook or Instagram... I don't stress too much if I miss it. Whereas LinkedIn, I want to make sure I'm engaging with that. Yeah. It, I don't know. There's just a mentality there with LinkedIn, I think, for me. It just seems yeah. a little bit next step, well, doesn't you, it? You tend to actually really know those people as well. Yeah. And you, whoever you're connected with, you want to make sure it's worthwhile. And you show them respect. If you're tagged in, I'll go on it straight away. Who's tagged me? Oh, fantastic. I'm going to comment. I'm going to share. You're creating that whole engagement and... No, LinkedIn then loves you. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Any final observations, tips on online networking before we wrap Yeah, up? I mean, for me, I think it's, uh, you've almost got to, we say this all the time at the moment, flip it on its head. We used to go out, meet people face to face, and we would further that relationship online, either on Zoom, we'd have a call, we might even meet with them face to face. But the majority of the follow up would be, digitally based to begin with i think now because bound the world is a small place we've got members in south africa and across you know it doesn't matter anymore so i think flip it round go put yourself out of your comfort zone in some some respects go to other regions meet new people and then if you want to go and have a one-to-one -one with them face to face then that's up to you isn't it i think this isn't going anywhere and like we've said more and more people are getting used to it so take that opportunity to go right well I'm going to meet them in the digital world and then if I've got the opportunity to meet them face to face I can do that in my own time and I can further it that way I think if you can get your head around that it just makes it a nicer experience for you very good guys you got anything else yeah I think for me it would be you know take it as seriously it's probably not quite 
right word. Show it the same level of respect as you would have shown if you were face to face. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Brilliant. Andy? My only tip is to make sure that be aware of your surroundings. What's behind you? Are you well lit? You know, give it the same consideration as when you were you would turn up. You wouldn't turn up and sit in a, in a dark corner. Yeah. Make sure people can see you and hear you and take advantage of the virtual world to push push your brand, make people rem remember you. Very good. I think my tip is to not beat ourselves up. We're all learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But use your time. I mean, you said it's quite tiring listening to 30 people telling you about them. Use that time to observe. When am I bored? When am I engaged? Yeah. What can I learn from them? Um, great quote, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you all know Gary. He was uh, he, he's always asked questions like this. How can I get better at marketing? And he said, that's like asking me, how can I become an NBA player? All you can do is kind of give people the basics and it's down to the individual to learn. He said, I'm always amazed by the amount of businesses that come to me that are not prepared to put in 10 hours of learning to get better to save their business. All the tools are available online and I think it's the same for online networking. If it works for you, it's probably going to, or if it works for other people and they hold your attention, why? Yeah, Try and work it. out what is it and what can I hone my message? We've got plenty of time to do this. We've got time to work this out. So I think it's just listen and learn and know that we will get better. Mm. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. That was the only podcast. Mm.